Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gotta get it in, Dustin Smith. Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! What's up, everyone? Of course, I'm Lashar Binkley, and this is Rockets Field Podcast, Rockets Report. And today, of course, we are talking about the release of the Houston Rockets 2023-24 schedule. It is good to actually have some basketball news to talk about because, of course, we are in the middle of August, which means there isn't a lot of basketball news or topics to actually talk about these days as we are um, in full swing with the baseball season, the Houston Astros, and of course, Houston Texans just played their first preseason game. They have another one coming up. So, like I said, not a lot of basketball um, news going on right now. So, it's good to have something to talk about. And uh, today's show, we're going to quickly kind of break down the schedule, specifically the first 10 games. We're going to talk about some of the notable games coming up this season, uh, break down some of the numbers between last year and this year as far as the schedule, and also give a, a brief summary of how some of the Rockets did last season and some of the newer Rockets did last season versus the Orlando Magic, their first opponent and uh, opening night this season. So hopefully enjoy the show and let's get into it. All right. So as we look at the schedule um, that was released today, the Rockets actually played seven of their first 10 games on the uh, at home this season um, compared to it was reversed last year where they played only three games out of their first 10 um, at home and played seven on the road. And that led to a one and nine start to the season last season, something that put the Rockets automatically in a hole last season, something they're going to look to try to definitely avoid this upcoming season. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the Rockets' first opponent is the Orlando Magic, followed by Carroll and Orlando Magic. So that'll be a very interesting game with two young teams trying to come up from the cellar. Orlando, of course, had a better season than the Rockets did last season, but they're both two young teams trying to prove that they actually belong um, in some type of play-in, playoff conversation. So to start off the season with Jabari Smith going up against Paula Bancaro, we all know that story by now. Uh, Jabari Smith um, definitely is going to be looking to have better games than he did last season against Orlando Magic. So that would be a great opening game. Um, of course, they have Franz Wagner. Um, uh, like I mentioned, they have Paulo Bancaro. Um, they have a lot of good young players, and it'll be a really good test, um, especially on the road for the Still young Rockets. I know they added some veterans, but they're still a fairly young team. And then if you're looking at the number two game, I mean, you go from one young team on the rise to another young team on the rise and Victor Wimbiyama and the Spurs. Uh, that'll be, of course, the Spurs' second game as they already have a home opener versus, versus the Dallas Mavericks, which we already kind of saw coming because with Victor Wimbiyama, that means that uh, the Spurs are going to have a lot more attention on their games, um, unfortunately, the second game is not going to be a national televised game as the Rockets. Um, I'll talk a little bit about more. Don't really have that many televised, uh, nationally televised games coming up, but they face off against the Spurs in the second game. Um, and then the third game, I mean, you're talking about they're going up against Golden State, Chris Paul, yes, Chris Paul and the Warriors. So, man, what a way to start off this season with three big time games. Um, 
uh, to start the season off, and you'll definitely see where the Rockets are. Like I mentioned earlier, the Rockets went one and nine in their first ten games last season, which pretty much their season was over with after ten games. And I, I like to talk about the ten game period because that's that's kind of where you already know where teams are going to be in the first ten games. So if you're starting off again, struggling one and nine, it's hard to get out of that hole. I don't care how good of a team you are, unless you're the Lakers who have, you know, two of the top 10 players in the league because they had this rough start to last season. But if you're the Rockets, you don't want to start off uh, again like you did last season. Um, again, like I said, last season, they start off one and nine. Uh, it didn't help that they had the seven of the first 10 games were on the road. Um, and then on top of that, they opened the season last year against Atlanta. They lost a tough game. Uh, with the Atlanta Hawks uh, to kind of kick off last season. And then from there, it was kind of a snowball effect. They only had one uh, win in the first 10, and that was against the Utah Jazz, 114-108 um, last season. But other than that, they lost nine of their first 10 games last season. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the Rockets opened up against the Magic on the road. Their home opener uh, won't come until the third game when they take on Chris Paul, Steph Curry, you know them, the, the Golden State Warriors. So that would be a great home opener. Hopefully I'll be able to be out at that game uh, to break down and bring you some of the uh, news and locker room um, reports before and after the game. Um, I'm actually, if you're looking at the first 10 games, it's kind of hard to give a prediction because you really don't know what's going to happen because you haven't seen anybody on the court. But just look at the games. I think the Rockets actually can split the first 10 games and go 5-5. Five and five. And for the Rockets, that would be a huge improvement over the last couple of seasons if they ever go 5-5. Five and five. I have them actually beating the Spurs, losing to the Magic on opening night just because it's the Magic home opener. I think the Rockets are going to be a lot more focused in that second game on the road against Victor Wimbiyama and the Spurs. I think everybody's going to get up to play the Spurs now this year. And then I have them beating the Hornets. They have a home-and-home with the Kings. I have them splitting one of those games with the Kings. I have them beating the Pelicans. And then uh, to finish off the first 10 games, I have them winning on the road against the Clippers because at that point, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi Leonard or Paul George are already um, doing their low management thing and not actually even playing in that game. So don't don't be surprised if the Rockets are actually able to pull that out. Like I said, that's why I have a Rockets winning, uh, splitting the first 10 games going 5-5. Five and five. Um, But as I mentioned before, as is custom for the Houston Rockets last few seasons, uh, they only have one nationally televised game. Sorry, NBA TV, I don't count you as a nationally televised game, so that's why I say only one. And that one game is January 12th versus the Pistons. Um, So that makes over 80 games are going to be on AT&T Sports Southwest, maybe, because at this point, we don't know if AT&T Sports Southwest is even going to be around, so it may be another channel. But um, all that to say is that um, the Rockets will not be on nationally televised games pretty much at all this season, except for one time, unless they flex in the Rockets. Maybe the Rockets get off to a hot start and they want to flex in the game with the Rockets. But as we stand right now, the Rockets have one nationally televised game, and that's not until January 12th, and it's against the Pistons. Some other numbers that we can break down, some other notable uh, numbers and um, things I saw as I went through the schedule. For the first time in a long time, the Rockets had a tradition where they had games on New Year's Eve pretty much almost every year. I can't remember last year they didn't have a game on New Year's Eve, but this year, no New Year's Eve game. So um be kind of interesting to hear why they're not having a game this year on New Year's Eve, but no New Year's Eve game. Uh, 14 sets of back-to-backs as the NBA's tried to limit back-to-backs over the last couple seasons. 
Rockets will play 13 of 20 games on the road from January 8th through February 14th, which is heading into All-Star Weekend, which also encompasses um, the NBA trade deadline. So that's kind of interesting, kind of going into All-Star break. Post-All-Star break, Houston will now play more than three consecutive games on the, at home or on the road. Uh, the Rockets actually do play on MLK Day uh, this year. They play at 12 o'clock in Philadelphia against Joel Embiid and maybe James Harden. <laughs> I'll be surprised if it's James Harden on that team at that point. So we'll just go with Joel Embiid and probably Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, who they can never seem to trade at this point. Uh, the Rockets will finish the season with three straight road games. Um, whether that actually matters to the Rockets or not, who knows at this point. Maybe the Rockets are fighting for a playing spot. That would be something. But for right now, we really don't know. But we do know the Rockets will be finishing the season with three straight road games to end the season. All right. Some of the other notable games um, as we break down the schedule, the Rockets will face the Lakers for the first time early on, November the 8th. Uh, they actually played the Lakers twice in November. Uh, Dylan Brooks returns to Memphis for the first time December 15th. Um, so that ought to be interesting to see what kind of reception he gets from the Memphis. I, I would imagine it'd be positive because it wasn't necessarily his decision. The team decided they didn't want him. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, M.A. makes his return to Boston on January 13th. So, again, that ought to be interesting. But, again, yes, M.A. did some things he probably shouldn't have did. They got him fired. But at the end of the day, it wasn't his decision to leave. So, again, I don't see any booze or anything happening with that or his return to Boston. And then Fred Van Vliet makes his return to Toronto. Now, that might be a little bit different because ultimately Fred Van Vliet made a decision to leave Toronto. And if you go look at some of the Toronto Raptors fans that they were talking about uh, Fred Van Vliet this last season, a lot of them weren't necessarily happy with Van Vliet. So, But I, I have to believe he's played his entire career up until this point there. He'll bring a championship there. I have to imagine they're going to give him the whole tribute video. And I, I don't see that many people booing him. But he'll make his return to Toronto on February 9th. And as I mentioned earlier, the Rocks will be taking on Orlando Magic. And I want to break down some of the numbers as far as uh, how some of the Rockets did and how some of the new Rockets did against Orlando last season. Of course, with the Rockets being in the West and Orlando being in the East, they only play them twice a year unless it's the finals, which we haven't saw that since 1995. And I don't think we'll be seeing that next season. So it'll only be two games again next season. But um, in the two games last year, Jalen Green probably had a uh, his best series, uh, one of his best series against an uh, opposing team, he averaged 27 points, over 27 points, over 40% three-point shooting last year versus the Magic as he led the Rockets um, in scoring versus the Magic last year in two games, uh, two games that they split. Uh, they went one and one with the Magic. Uh, KPJ led the team in assists with eight assists and shot over 47% from three-point range. Uh, Alperen Shingun led an offensive rating. He had over 120 offensive rating in two games versus the Magic. So basically, he was giving the Magic work last season. Uh, Jabari Smith, who we all know um, had a chip on his shoulder, was not happy with the way things went as far as the draft. He thought he was going to be going to Orlando. We all know the story, blah, blah, blah at this point. But he struggled in two games against the Magic last year. He only uh, averaged 6.5 points in two games and only shot 33%, which is going to be kind of a theme on the other two players I'm about to talk about, which is Fred Van Vliet and, and Dylan Brooks. Of course, Fred Van Vliet played in Eastern Conference last year with the Raptors, so he played them four games last season. Uh, he averaged 15.5 points, 
but he only shot 33.3% from the field versus the Magic last season. So, of course, we're going to be looking for him to improve on that this upcoming season, especially in the opener. Uh, then, of course, Dylan Brooks, he well, you know, played with Memphis. So, of course, he was in the West just like the Rockets. He played them twice last season. Uh, he averaged 12 points, but yet again, uh, struggled from the field. Uh, I didn't think Orlando was some defensive juggernaut, but they did improve on defense last season. Um, so maybe these numbers aren't some type of anomaly that you know we should overlook. Uh, Dylan Brooks only shot 31% from the field and only 19% from three. Ouch. And, and the two games that he faced off against the Magic last season. So it's some room for improvement, especially from the newer Rockets facing off against the Orlando Magic in that home opener. Of course, we're going to be talking a lot more about that. Um, that opening game against Orlando Magic um, coming up uh, close as we get closer to um, October. Um, and also, of course, we get closer to training camp, uh, which is going to be coming up probably late September, first week of October. We don't know exactly when yet. That's, that's going to be the next biggest news as far as when it comes to the Houston Rockets. So we will definitely be breaking that down more as we get closer to that. But again, looking at the schedule, NBA schedule is always kind of hard to dice, you know, decipher once you get past the first 10 games. There's so many more variables that come into play after you get past the first 10 or 15 games with injuries and, and players getting traded and players in and out of the rotation. So um, that's why, you know, I only broke down the first 10 games. But like I said, as we get closer to the season, we'll start to break down more and more of the schedule. Um, again, like I said, only one nationally televised game. That's January 12th against the Pistons. Um, so, again, most of the games will be on the regional sports network, wherever that's going to be. Well, I guess we'll find out as we get closer to the season. But, again, I appreciate everybody that jumps on, joins the podcast. We will definitely be doing more player profiles. We just did one on Fred Van Vliet, so make sure you check that out. We'll be doing more this upcoming season. Maybe we'll be doing some retro rockets. Maybe we'll talk about uh, the 2000. Um, eight, nine, or 2009, 10 Houston Rockets team. Uh, we may also do uh, some more uh, other like analysis of pick and roll games or what the, how the Rockets get Jabari Smith more involved in offense. We're going to be doing a lot of things this upcoming offseason because we're going to be having a lot of time before we actually get closer to training camp. So again, we appreciate everybody that supports the channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button because we don't just do podcasts. We do it all here try to keep you entertained as we try to all get through this long off season before we actually get back to some actual basketball but we appreciate the support and make sure you check out the next episode of rockets fuel podcast rockets report you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.